awesome. If you guys didn't notice, the 100 Day Dare actually started last Saturday. That is a video I posted on social media a little bit ago. Yes, thank you for the reminder. You want to come up and do it for us? Come on, come on, get up here. All right, the first opening of 2022. Here we go. Three, two, one. That was awesome. That was awesome. Let's give her a round of applause, guys. I almost forgot. Again, I need to stop asking you guys to do that while you're holding a can of pop. Okay, but if you didn't notice in the video, we actually started the 100 Day Dare on Saturday, and it goes through the first 100 days of 2022. And what's cool about this is our dare groups, our teen dare groups are starting tomorrow. Tomorrow, guys, if you guys are excited to be a part of a dare group, let's give, some, let's give a round of applause for that. That's so cool. I'm going to be there at the guys one, not the three girls ones, but hey, listen, if, it's, if you are not part of a dare group, it is not too late. We have sign-up sheets in the back. If you are a leader that is involved in a dare group, could you raise your hand right now? Yeah, here we go. So we've got a lot of leaders involved in dare groups. If you want to be involved, just talk to one of these guys. They'll get you hooked up. So it's so exciting. Um, who here is caught up on their Bible reading plan? Raise your hand. All right. Who here is planning to catch up on the Bible reading program? couple people. All right. <laughs> you guys have good intentions. I, I applaud you. I salute you. You guys are doing a great job. But okay. Happy New Year, guys. We are in 2022. Finally, I feel like last year just lasted so long. I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but I feel like it lasted so long. And I am so excited to see what God has for us in 2022. I believe God got, has some really big and exciting things, um, both in our personal lives and at Elevate and Journey Church. Um, do you guys all have a good time celebrating New Year's Eve? Who had a good time celebrating New Year's Eve? Who hung out with friends or family on New Year's Eve? I know I did. I had a great time. Um, had lots of food, lots of snacks, lots of fun. I will say, as much as I love New Year's Eve parties, I hate the New Year's Eve, the New Year jokes. Is anybody with me? Who hates those stupid New Year jokes? They drive me crazy. It's always like, wow, I've been at your house all year. You're so funny. <laughs> wow, I, I, can you believe it? I haven't drank water all year long. Wow, wow, I haven't had cheese, or I've only eaten cheese all year long. Can you believe it? And I don't know, I just, it's, I get so annoyed, and I don't know about it, but I just don't like it. But then there's always that one kid, right, that doesn't quite understand what's going on. He's like, wow, I haven't gone to the bathroom in an entire year. It's like, no, you don't get it. It's not the time. It's the year. Yeah, you guys will figure it out. You guys will figure it out. The wording matters. But what's cool is at the New Year's party I was at, um, we did something really cool, actually. We, um, we, we decided to do a worship and prayer time going into the New Year. And so we started um, just at someone's basement at 11.50 of 2021, and we just started, someone picked up a guitar, someone was playing piano, and we started worshiping and prophesying about the next year. And there wasn't a moment where we looked at the clock and cheered. It was just at some point we knew we were going to cross over into the new year, and we were going to do that by worshiping and praying. And I thought that was really cool. We actually did that um, accidentally until 1 a.m. of 2022. And so it was really cool and really special um, time. And during that time, you know, people got words for the year. Some people had some prophecies. And we just had just a general sense of anticipation and excitement going into it. Um, has anyone ever gotten a word for the year before? Like, God gave you a word for this year, and, you know, that's my word for the year. Um, I personally have never gotten a word um, for the year. 
I have had like feelings or senses for certain years, but this year was different for me because I actually got a word, not for myself, but for Elevate. And I want to share that with you guys. But for a month or two now, I've been feeling that God wants to do something really cool and special at Elevate. And I believe he gave me this word that will be like the cornerstone that everything else is built off of this year for Elevate. And the word God gave me for Elevate is growth. It's, it's growth. And I am not talking about a growth in numbers or attendance or even involvement. But the word I got is spiritual growth. The growth of our spiritual lives in us, in our personal lives. It's, it's mental growth, emotional maturity, growth the spiritual growth inside each of your families that started because of you. And that's the word that I believe that everything that we're going to be doing for Elevate for this year will, will be the cornerstone of that. And our goal at Elevate is to provide, is to achieve that spiritual growth by providing opportunities for you guys to take. You know, because we can't force you guys to do anything. You know, it's not my job to force you to grow. It's not my job to, you know, force kind of growth. But this year, we're going to be focusing and even tweaking some things to give you an opportunity to choose growth for yourself. You know, all year, every Wednesday, we will provide a worship experience where you can choose to encounter God or you can choose to sit on the sideline. Every year, every week, we're going to be doing that. Every week this week, we're going to be providing opportunities for you to build relationships with healthy people around you, with other leaders, with, with teenagers, you know, if you're on the younger side of Elevate, we want to provide spaces and opportunities for you to build healthy relationships with the older people in Elevate and even maybe become mentors. But you can choose to do that or you can choose to sit on the sideline. You know, every week we're going to be providing messages that are challenging and will bring you encouragement and energy to grow in your walk with God. You can choose to accept that or you can choose to not. You can choose to sit on the sideline or you can choose to be challenged by that. You know, every week we're going to provide opportunities, or we're going to be providing opportunities this year that is something we haven't done too much of, but opportunities for you to reach out to your community, to your schools, to the church in the forms of serving and outreach. You know, we're really excited about getting that started again. You can choose to do that, or you can choose not to. And that's what Elevate is all about, is we're not about growing you. We're about giving you opportunities for you to choose to grow you, right? And so this our weekly service at Elevate, what you're at right now, every Wednesday, what, we're, what you're at right now is only meant to be the starting gate for Elevate. This is the starting line for you to start sprinting. You know, if you're wanting the true, entire, 100% complete Elevate experience, you need to be prepared to go deeper and more involved than just a Wednesday night hangout, right? The goal and the mission of why we exist is to provide you an opportunity to be equipped, encouraged, and to grow. You know, I don't know if I have this on the screen or not. Um, I actually don't think I do. I'm just going to read it off. But our mission statement at Elevate, I hope you guys are going to get this. Hopefully by the end of the year, you'll get this so soaked up that if I could ask you what our mission statement was, you'll be able to just immediately repeat it back to me. But our mission statement is we exist, Elevate exists, to see teenagers reach up to God with everything we have, raise up those around them in new life, and rise up to their unique upward calling in Christ. Oh, that, that's good. I like that. That's good. And that's why we exist. You know, those are all opportunities. Notice how it has to be an opportunity. You know, I've, I've been saying this over and over again, but we can't force you to do anything. You have to choose to do it. And so I know you guys probably already knew that coming in, 
But sometimes it helps to have a reminder, and sometimes, honestly, it helps to have someone tell you that, so that way it's on your mind. Because I know sometimes people can have a skewed view of what a pastor or what a church leader is supposed to do. I think a lot of people come to the pastor to get the living water, but really the pastor is just supposed to be a direction of where the water is, right? And so this year, Elevate's going to be bringing it hard. (laughs) We're going to be bringing it, and I'm so excited for this year. You know, I believe if we allow it to, this year can really change your life. I know my life is going to be changed um, this year. I know God's got some big things he's doing inside of me, some some work he's doing. Um, You know, I'm just really excited to get into that. Um, I actually want to share with you guys, I didn't have this in my notes, but something that God actually like spoke through me at that worship night we did at the new year that I shared with everybody there. I want to share it with you guys now. I, did, I, don't, I, I don't have my note. I wrote it down on, so I hope I can get it. But something he spoke to me was speed up, don't slow down. Get aggressive. Deal with things that have let to be dealt with. Now is not the time to slow down. I will give you supernatural energy. And so I'm just so excited. I've got so much energy tonight. So yeah, this year we're going to be bringing it hard. I'm so excited for 2022. I hope you guys are as well. So with that said, I want to get into my main message tonight. And I want to give you guys three things of how I can help you, give you an opportunity to achieve spiritual growth this year. And the verse I'm basing this off of is Psalms chapter 1, 1 through 3. A lot of you guys have probably heard this before. I'm reading it out of the Passion Translation It says, what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? Man, let's just think about that for a second. What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? He won't walk in the step of the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His passion is to remain true of the word I am, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing every fruit, bearing fruit in every season of life. Man, this psalmist is really just painting a picture of what it's like to be planted by God's design. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. So the title of my message is 100 Day Dare, I Am a Plant. Everybody say that, I am a plant. I am a plant. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are a plant. You are a plant. I'm going to be using a whiteboard tonight. I am a plant. All right. You guys are plants. You guys are plants tonight. Who here has plants in their room or in their house that they take care of? I don't know how you guys do it. I'm sorry. I don't know how you guys do it. I have tried time and time again to take care of a plant, but inevitably it dies. It shrivels up. It doesn't work. So one time my wife actually, she bought me a cactus plant. It was like, you don't have to water it. It like doesn't need sunlight. You could like nuke it and it would be fine. And I was like, that's perfect. I will take that. And so I can't tell you how many times I've completely knocked the pot over and like the dirt just spilled everywhere. And I just like scoop up the dirt with my hands, put it back in the pot and just like place the cactus just on top of the dirt. And it's still living after like years later. But I just can't take care of the plants. Most plants aren't like that. Most plants, they require certain things in order to live, right? You know, they they require these super ultra specific conditions in order to live, you know, they're particular right? They're particular. Does anybody know anybody who's just particular? Anybody at all? No? I I know people who are particular. Does anybody have any siblings who are just particular? 
Anybody. The conditions just have to be just right, doesn't it, for them to do chores, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm the particular one. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that person is me. But plants really, they need particular conditions to grow. And guess what, guys? You guys are a plant. Everybody say, I am a plant. I'm a plant. That's right. You are a plant. So what really inspired this message for me was actually something I read in the 100 Day Dare on Saturday. And, you know, if you guys read it, we were going through Genesis 1 and 2 on Saturday. Um, and what I noticed was I noticed a pattern throughout the creation story. And over and over and over and over again, you see God creating things and he calls them what? Good. He creates things and he calls it good. Let's look at Genesis 1, 21 through 22. It says, so God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves, which, with which the waters swarm according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the waters in the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. And you begin to see over and over again throughout the whole creation story that God is obsessed with multiplication and goodness and growth. You know, I can remember lots of moments in my personal life where I had a choice. I could choose growth or I could choose self, right? There, I think we, we all have these moments in our life where we're at a fork in the road where we can choose growth or we can choose self. And what that looked like in my life is I was, um, yeah, I was faced in a situation where I could choose tough growth or easy self. And I, I can tell you guys, if you guys have been in that situation, you know that is a hard choice. Because the tough growth often requires you to make tough sacrifices and tough decisions. One of those times was when I had an opportunity um, as a teen or young adult where I could confess uh, my hidden sin to somebody. Just something I was going through, something I was facing. And... You know, I was faced with that situation where I could choose tough growth and I could choose, okay, I am going to sacrifice my pride. I'm going to stand here and just let myself be authentic and open to people. And what comes, what comes. If they want to disown me, fine. If they want to do whatever, fine. I could choose that or I could go over here and be like, you know what? I'm not going to tell anybody this. I'm going to choose easy self and nobody's going to know. And that decision is, was hard. I deliberated actually for a long time on that. Because I couldn't, I was having a really hard time letting go of my pride and my image that other people saw me in. And how many of you guys know that choosing easy self will never lead to growth or progression, right? Choosing the easy self will never lead, I mean, if you, even if you think, take the spiritual side out of it, choosing the easy way and not dealing with an issue just scientifically is not going to help, right? But choosing the tough growth is God's way. Choosing the tough growth is choosing God, which is choosing health, which is choosing growth. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Choosing, the, choosing tough growth because God leads to health and health leads to growth. And that is a principle you see all throughout creation, all throughout scripture, all throughout our life. And for me, I knew eventually I had to choose the tough growth. And what ended up happening was I was met with unexpected well, if I thought about it, it really was expected. But at the time, I was met with unexpected acceptance, kindness, love, and repentance. And that was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life. But God's will for hidden sin is always to be brought into the light. And again, God's will, if, it's, if, if, if you choose God's way, then God leads to health and health leads to growth. 
And if that's what you want to see in 2022, if you want to see spiritual growth in your life, you're going to have to choose over and over again any area of life, hidden sin, um, addictions, choosing, whatever. It doesn't matter. God's will lead to health, and health will lead to growth. And that's the principle we see over and over and over again. And we see that God's light shines in the darkness. John 1.5 says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And so specifically, if you're dealing with hidden sin like I have before, Nothing of God is going to grow in the dark. Nothing, with, nothing of God is ever going to grow in the dark, but you are going to grow in the light. And God wants all or nothing from you. The Bible says back in Psalms, we already read this scripture, but a man, but it, there is a man, um, if, if you are walking with God, then you are like a man or a woman, like a tree planted by the streams of living water. And so tonight I want to give you three things that you need as a plant in order to grow spiritually in your life. I'm going to use a whiteboard for it. And so I need somebody to come up here and draw me a tree. Who wants to, all right, come on up. Oh, I already called you for the pop. Can't call it, come on, you already, already called you here. Draw me a good tree, maybe like an apple tree or something. All right, yeah, you draw the tree over here. Don't take too much time. I'm going to keep moving on. Yeah, yeah, you can draw apples. No, 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 draw it in the center. Yeah, yeah, it's the main, it's the main event here. Yeah, yeah, like a big, like, like start from here and go to like here. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You're getting it. Yeah, there you go. That's a big tree. Yeah, there you go. We don't have red, so just do orange, orange tree. Wait, do oranges, oranges grow on trees, right? Is it a bush? It's a tree. Okay. <laughs> She's doing oranges. Oh, that's kind of red. Give me like five apples. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Okay, fine. All right, give her a hand, guys. Give her a hand. That's a beautiful tree. That is a beautiful tree. So, okay. Everyone say, I am a plant. Plant is me. I am tree. Okay, good job. All right, so you are a plant, you are a tree. And so there are three things that are kind of cheesy that I wrote down that you need as a plant, as a tree, in order to grow in 2022. And the first thing is this, is I need deep roots and good soil. Everybody say, I need deep roots. I need deep roots and good soil. So what we're going to do here is she drew that tree a little bit too low. There we go. This is going to be the ground. There are no roots. I need somebody to draw me some roots. Right there. Come on up. Draw me some roots. I don't know what's a good root color. This is probably a good root color. Draw some like gnarly looking roots that go like deep and in good soil, you know, gnarly. Yeah. Oh yeah, there we go. Nice. Some gnarly looking roots. Gnarly. That's a weird word. Yeah, there we go. Give her a hand, guys. She drew some nice good roots. All right. You are a tree. Tree is you. Tree needs good roots. Okay. So if you want to grow in 2022, if you want to see spiritual growth, uh, emotional growth, mental growth, whatever it looks like in 2022, you need to be rooted. You need to be rooted into the ground. So to be rooted means you are sticking with a community, you're sticking with people, you're sticking with a church, you're sticking with relationships, whatever that looks like. What that means is you are just being 
open and real and authentic with people. Listen, I would have had a much harder time bringing my dark, stupid, evil sin into the light with people I knew if I wasn't rooted with them, right? I would have had a much harder time if I, wasn't already, if I didn't already have that common relationship. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of us, for, you know, for teenagers, you don't really choose a church. You kind of just go where your parents go. But you see it time and time again. A lot of adults, they bounce from church to church to church to church to church um, for one reason or another. Sometimes it's good reasons, sometimes not so good. But the thing is, if you are uprooted too many times, time and time again after offense happens or an unwillingness to build a relationship, that can begin to cause damage to your spiritual life even. Because we need to be rooted. I did some research on what uprooting a tree does to the tree. It says uprooting the tree does significant damage to the root system. And the remaining intact roots are not sufficient to anchor the tree in a storm or draw in water or nutrients the tree needs. So being rooted means you are allowing yourself to be anchored into the community and to allow yourself to grow. So how can you be rooted? Well, again, Elevate, we have opportunities for you. You can join a D.A.R.E. group. Joining a D.A.R.E. group provides a group of people around you that are strong. You're providing a, it's a safe place with uh, leaders there, and it is just creating a healthy soil for you to be rooted in and for you to grow. Another way you can do is you can create a group chat with some healthy friends and just uh, do stuff together, go out to dinner, go out to coffee, just be rooted in the community. You can find a mentor in the church or find a mentor um, at Journey or with one of the leaders, and that'll help you become rooted. You can go to church regularly. All these things, I mean, there are so many different ways you can become rooted, but I just want to say, Elevate, we do, we are intentional about sacrificing our time and energy and money of creating spaces for you to get rooted, to have that growth. So if you're not in a dare group, I want to really encourage you to get involved in one. So, number one is I need to be rooted in good soil. And number two is I need access to clean water. So I need somebody to draw me somehow water. No. Okay, come on up, Natalia. Maybe you can draw like a man with like a watering cup, like pouring water on the tree. That's okay. It doesn't have to look good. In fact, I think it's funnier if it doesn't look good. So... Yeah, like, like, you know, like something like pouring water. Maybe like this big. You could draw rain, but that's boring, so. I think, I think drawing a man with like a watering cup. <laughs> Erasing is not allowed. Keep going. <laughs> this is the weirdest look. <laughs> it's funny. Keep going, keep going. Good job, good job. Everyone marvel at her creation. Good job. All right. Number two is you need access to clean water. You need to, next thing you need to grow is access to water. So the Bible, a lot of times, talk about how the word of God is like water for us. You know, John 7 says on the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood up 
and shouted to the crowds. You know, I think sometimes we miss those like adverbs and like those, those verbs of like what actually happening. We think, you know, you know maybe he's just like a man, just like sitting, like in a little crowd and he's just maybe sitting on a grassy hill next to like a sheep or something. But no, he, he's at a festival, right? He's at like the biggest part of the year. He stands up at the climax of the festival and then shouts to the crowds. He says, anyone who is thirsty, come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. So Jesus thought this was so important that he, at the climax of the festival, you know, at the big moment, like whatever is going on at the ribbon cutting of the festival, they're about to cut the ribbon and open up the new store. At the climax of the festival, Jesus stands up, interrupts everything, and just starts shouting this phrase. And he thinks this is so important. He says, anyone who's thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For scriptures declare rivers of what? What does that say? Living water will flow from his heart. Now, I thought about this for a little bit. And I was like, first of all, okay, you know, obviously this is metaphorical and stuff and this is all great. But how can water be living? I don't understand that. Like water is not alive. Water is not a being. It's not an not an organism. And then I looked at the next verse. And so we've got 737 to 38. Let's look at 39. It says, when he said living water, I was like, oh, well, let's go and explain it right here. He was speaking of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. So what that last little bit is talking about is when Jesus died on the cross and then he rose again and he appeared to disciples. And to certain disciples, he spoke to them, he gave them instructions, it's the Great Commission, and then he just rose up into heaven. He just floated up into the sky. And once that happened, Pentecost happened later. And when Pentecost happened, the Holy Spirit came down on them. So the living water he's talking about here, he was speaking of the Holy Spirit that's inside of you, that's inside of all of us. And... To be, to have growth and to be a healthy tree, to be a healthy plant, you need water, which is the word of God. And that is talking about the written word of God, which is our Bibles. But it's also talking about the spoken word of God, which is times where God speaks to you through prayer or through someone else or whatever like that. It's times, this is both the spoken and written word because you, listen, you can have the deepest roots you want. You can be as rooted as humanly possible. You can have the best friends, the best mentors, the best community, whatever, the best church, whatever of that. But if you are a tree and you don't have access to water, you're going to look a lot like this. Let's put up the picture of the tree. You're going to look a lot like that. This is, I searched dehydrated tree, and this is like the first thing that came up. You're going to look like this dehydrated tree here who has no water or anything like that. It's got no water. It's got nothing. And so you need water in order to grow because, again, you can have the deepest root system in a community you want, but if you're not getting God's living water, then you are going to be spiritually dehydrated. All right, so number one is you need to be rooted. Number two is you need water. And last thing, not least, this one's the cheesiest one. You need, you need unfiltered and direct access to the sun. Some of you guys know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I apologize. This one's a bit cheesy, but you need access to the S-O-N sun. I need somebody to draw me a sun with shades. Is there somebody over here that wants to draw me a sun? No. Nobody over here. Okay, we're going to come. All right, come on up. You, yeah, come on up. I don't have yellow. I have orange. 
Draw me a, a nice looking sun. Either way, whatever, use your imagination. You can even give him some like shades or something. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe that looks like a sun right now. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty cool. Oh, nice method here. <coughs> Ain't no sunflower out Nice. Oh, you're not done. Okay, keep going. Oh, yeah, the heat. Nice, nice. Nice creative touch here. Man, that is a scorching day. That is a scorching day. <laughs> Photosynthesis. Oh, he's filling it in. Nice, solid. He said it looks like a potato with leaves. But trust me, I've seen worse. <laughs> All right, we're done here. Let's give him a round of applause, you guys. Nice sun. Nice sun. All right, you need access to the SON sun, which is obviously Jesus, is what I'm talking about. But you need access to Jesus this year if you're wanting to grow. John 14, 6, you guys have probably heard this. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Without Jesus, how can you expect the light to beat the darkness in your life, right? Without Jesus, without the sun, how can you expect the light to beat the darkness? But I want to emphasize on the word unfiltered. You need direct and unfiltered access to the sun. You know, as... A lot of us here can probably say that they have Jesus in their heart, that he is living inside of you. But what if in your life you have Jesus inside of you, but his light in your life is blocked, filtered, or diffused? You may have Jesus in your life, but you might also have so much noise and distraction that Jesus' light can't actually permeate what's going on in your life. You know, something me and my wife are doing this year is during the duration of the 100-day dare is we are actually fasting um, media. And so that means social media, video games, TV shows, whatever. We're going to be fasting it for the, for the next, you know, 95 days, whatever it is. Um, you see, the timing for us of the 100-day dare is like spot on because a lot of you guys know my wife is pregnant with our firstborn. And at the day the 100-day dare ends is when she will be full-term in pregnancy, which if you guys don't know what that means, that just means any day now. She could... Give, go into labor. And so we wanted to use this time and opportunity to remove any obstacles in our life during this time as we step into this next phase of life so we can have direct and unfiltered access to the sun. And because we don't want just noise. And so you don't have to do what we did, but all I'm asking you guys to do is to take a moment and reevaluate your life. I'm going to ask the worship team, they're going to come on up. And we're going to wrap this up here. I know we're running just a little bit late. But, you know, I want you to figure out which of these three areas we've got. You need deep roots to grow. You need access to water to grow. And you need unfiltered access to the sun to grow. And what I want each of us to do tonight is to evaluate which one of these areas we can grow in. Which one of these areas we need to embrace as the opportunity to take. You know, it's possible you have deep roots. It's possible you have deep roots in community and friendship. It's possible you are even getting water from the Bible, from reading the Bible, but maybe access to your son, to the sun is blocked, and you're not growing that way. Maybe it's possible you have the deep roots and you have the unfiltered access to the sun, but you're not reading your Bible, you're not hearing from God, you're not doing any of that. 
Maybe you've got the water and you've got Jesus, but you don't have community. You know, there's so many different combinations to take here, but I want to find that I believe each of us has an area in our life that we can grow in. And what I want to wrap up with this, I want to leave you with this, is that when, is that Jesus did everything to pave the way for us. Jesus made it look easy for us. Living a Christian life is not easy, but becoming a Christian, becoming saved um, from, an, from an eternity in hell, being brought into life eternally with God, all you got to do is say yes. And it's because Jesus did all the hard work to get you here. All you got to do is say yes. You know, Jesus did all the hard work to pave the way for you to build roots in a community. All you got to do is say yes and embrace the opportunity. Jesus paved the way for you to be able to hear God unfiltered through the water. And all you got to do is say yes and open up your Bible. Jesus said, hey, accept me into your heart. Light, we just read light. Darkness cannot beat the light in your life. All you got to do is be, make, give me a direct access to your life. And all you got to do is say yes. So right now, I want everybody to stand up. And we're going to enter in this time, the rest of the time we have with the Holy Spirit. And I just want you, all I want you to do, I don't want you to do anything fancy, nothing super big or serious. But I just want you to just right now, just close your eyes. Block out the distractions around you. Don't think about the people next to you. Don't look to the left or right. Don't look, don't look forward. And just ask the Holy Spirit. All you got to say is, Holy Spirit, what do I need to change in my heart? And just open up your heart for space for, Holy, for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. It may not happen immediately right now. You may not hear anything for a week. But all I'm saying is if you open up your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, I guarantee he will speak. So Holy Spirit, right now, I just ask that we just keep our hearts open to you. That 2022 is going to be the year where we experience the biggest spiritual growth of our life. This is the year where finally chains are broken. This is the year where finally you're seeing progression. This is the year where finally you are fully, 100% committed to giving your life to Christ. This is the year where, you're gonna, where I'm going to move from the sideline of watching church, being the armchair quarterback in church, to getting on the field with everybody else. I'm going to move from being in the crowd to being committed to following you. So Jesus, I just ask that and I just thank you for the love and for the path you paved for us. In Jesus' name, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you through this last song.